Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans, wherever you are, I hope that you are well. Um, I am fresh off the back of um, the JT Grand Prix. Uh, there was a two bro show in London here in the UK, um, which is an NPC IFBB show. Uh, now I stay in a place called Dundee, which uh, is, a lo- is a long way north in Scotland of, uh, of where London is. But uh, the good thing is, is there is quite regular flights from an airport. Uh, there's a town called, uh, city, apologies, city called Edinburgh, about a 50 to 55 minute drive away from my house. So I was able to, on the, mo- the morning of the show, uh, drive to Edinburgh, get the 10 to 7 flight down to London, Heathrow, which is about an hour flight. So I was there in London for, let's say, by the time we took off, like a quarter past, 20 past eight. Um, and then the show uh, was actually about a 20 minute Uber away from London Heathrow in a place called Maidenhead. So it's actually quite handy for me on those days getting to the, to, to that venue, but then also getting back on the same day. Um, for those of you that, that know me, I've got a, a family. Um, we've got a wee boy and then we've got another one on the way. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't... I, I, I want to go to client shows as much as I can, but I want, also want to spend time with my family. So getting there and back on the same day when it's so far away was was great for me. Um, and uh, it was a busy show, uh, to be fair. Really, really busy show. Um, for those of you that were, were there, it was great to speak to you. Just like the week before, it was awesome to, to see the like similar faces to that were there the week before, but also just like familiar faces that I've seen from competing over the years or coaches that I kind of know, uh, catching up with uh, the likes of Rob from Team LRF and Cal, who I used to work with, who used to coach me. Um, it's always great to see those guys, Zach, Ross as well, um, and Kieran. But um, I had three um, three females in the in the federation itself, and you know, they all they all look the business man. Uh, really, a, a variety of experience amongst the competitors, how they looked, how they handled themselves, conducted themselves, represented themselves on stage. I was very very proud. Of um, of everything they they achieved, and um, I think this 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 podcast kind of really follows on from last week's one quite well. The the sort of under understanding criteria, um, and last week's one and this one's solely been about the bikini criteria um, across different federations in the UK, um, particularly comparing it to the likes of say two bros and the PCAs and the FitX and, and the whatever it is. So this kind of was this episode sort of spurred on from uh, the weekend, and I'll give you, I'll give you the sort of lowdown of what happened um, and why I think it was, it was good, but it wasn't good because it obviously these experiences make me better as a coach. So um, first off, I had one client, first timer Jemima, who I took over her prep uh, six weeks out, um, and she was ready to can it in. And, uh, you know, um, we 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 dropped seven kilos in those six weeks and. Again, she represented herself really well. I was super proud to, to be part of her journey. And I said to her, I said, I wish she'd come on board sooner. Um, and so did she. But yeah, how uh, she represented herself. And she looked like she, she belonged up there. Um, and she goes again in about three weeks. And I can't wait to see her up there. And I'll be there as well for that show. And next up was uh, Jade. Um, and I'm sure she won't mind me saying this. Jade is a, is a junior bikini girl. And now I'm not... I'm, I'm, I am biased, I get that, right? Because I, I, you know, I think all my athletes are great, but Jade's one of the best juniors I've ever seen in person, and she still has two more years as a junior. Um, before, like in the lead up to the show, like we could see she had a, like, 
her hand tie was in, uh, she's very lean, good cap on the delt, looked nice and round, um, not too hard. But um, so I'm kind of thinking, right, we're going to do well here. And when the when the lineup came out, um, I thought we've won this, like clear clear out. Uh, and, and I know I'm biased, but I also had Rob message me. Now Rob is the UK leading prep coach um, for bikini results from men's physique results um, across all federations, particularly in tubos. But he messaged me and said, your girl looks very good, she should win that class. Um, I saw that message after the class, actually, but I was sitting there watching it, and she was the leanest on stage from the rear by a long shot. Uh, a lot of the other girls were just a little bit softer, um, so I was kind of waiting after the first uh, the first round for her to get moved to the middle, and then it didn't happen. Um, I said, right, okay, maybe the second time it didn't happen, it didn't happen, it didn't happen. She got moved, but it wasn't to the middle. Um so naturally I'm sitting there and as I'm sitting there like I think in like you can't help internally but feel like a little bit hard done by or a little bit angry because you're like she looks the best up there but very quickly the sort of logical part of my brain kicked in and was just like we're getting marked down for being too lean here. Now Jane is lean but she's not too lean for bikini and that was kind of confirmed by uh, Rob you know who has turned many bikini girls pro and um, what I was kind of basing our look on was um, Rob has a bikini girl called Charlotte who's just turned pro and I, like, I think that any coach you're looking at what the pro qualifier standard is um, and you're kind of like trying to get your athletes as close to that as possible for the regional because you're like well that should be rewarded well, actually, that's that's kind of not the case in the UK. I think it was a really big learning point for me is that what they want internationally isn't quite what they want here in the UK. And that's something that I've, I've had to learn um, and will make me a better coach moving forward, knowing what look, say, the IFBB want in the UK versus what they want abroad. Now, of course, for an athlete, that's... That's crap, <laughs> right? They don't want to, you know, like, I'm sure, like, any athlete wouldn't want to purposefully go into a show soft um, and then have to get tighter for their pro quality. Like, in, in my in my head, you kind of go, like, right, as a, as a goal, you want to do well in a regional, then the next goal is you want to win a regional, then the next goal is you want to then, like, see if you could place in a pro qualifier, and then you want to see if you could win in a pro qualifier. Then maybe look, like, overalls and whatnot. So... If you're thinking you're going into these regionals lean enough for a pro quality and you're not placing, you're instantly going to go in your head, oh, but I'm not going to do a pro quality if I can't win a regional. That's kind of the, the thought process that I would have as an athlete, but then that's just not what the criteria is then clearly wanting. They're wanting more of a softer look for the regionals. Um, and then when you go abroad into Europe, like we know the look they want in Europe. They want quite a tight, quite a hard look um, because what leads you on from the, the pro college in Europe is straight to the, the, the Olympia, isn't it? So it's just about being aware that, um, like, of course, I was sitting there uh, on the day of the show, um, quite, I suppose, emotionally at the time, a bit angry, thinking, right, what have I, what have I done wrong as a coach? You know, I, I brought her into there, this is my fault, blah, blah. But then, you know, having a chat with Rob and, and getting the logical hat on, it's like, right, well, she's just too lean for the show. Right, well... We can just maybe do another federation, um, which we're planning on doing, but also you know, we can maybe do a pro quality as well abroad, and that look would be more suited. So I would say, right, cool. So I will say, you win or you learn. In that instance, we learned. 
Um, and also the, the third athlete that's uh, that's up on that day was uh, Karina. Now, with Karina, our goal this year was to improve on her placings from the year before when she ended up having to prep herself for the Arnolds because um, of a bad coaching experience. So anyway, long story short, last year she placed uh, fourth in PCA. This year we won the same PCA show, uh, the same regional back in uh, end of June, I think it was. Um, and then this time around, um, sorry, last year in Tubro she came third. And then this past uh, weekend she came second in her open night class. Second only to Phoebe Goodwin, who is a very, very good competitor. Um, those of you in the industry who, who know of her know how, how good she is. Uh, she's a big girl, she's stacked, she came second at the Arnolds last year. So um, our goal was to kind of aim for really sort of top two. It was, it, our aim was to get second when we knew that Phoebe was doing it. And she went out and done that and, you know, it was, it was incredible to, to be there um, for her. Um, I should also add that Jade did um, her open height class as well, open height class E, um, which she came third in. Um, she was, again, marked down for being too lean. Um, but again, by that point, I kind of knew like the, the, the winners across the day, bar like, so Karina's class, I think they were all very similar from the rear. None of them had a really hard in, like glute hand tie in. They were all quite the same. But when you looked at the rest of the winners, the top three in most classes, including the first timers, the beginners, the juniors, the novices A, the novices B, none of them really had that glute hand tie in. Um, and some of them were actually quite soft. So, rather than get frustrated as a coach or as an athlete, you have to then just say, right, well, this is the look that they want now, so this is what we must then present. Now, some of you are maybe going to think, well, what if I want to do other federations in the same, uh, the same, uh, the same season? Well, this is, a, this is the big sort of, the big question uh, that you need to ask yourself is, do you want to, um, do you want to prepare for, say the NPC, the two words that IFPB, whatever you want to call it, um, and that's your main one, that's what you focus on, uh, or do you want to do the rest of them? So I guess uh, before I get into that, there was a comment uh, so that, 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 that I, Rob told me that really kind of opened my eyes, and, and again, I, I messaged him to thank him afterwards when I was at the airport um, for his time, and that I always learn something when I when I go down and have a chat with him. He, was, he said that the last five girls to turn pro in bikini have never won an overall regional in the UK. So that that alone, so I'll say that again, the last five girls to turn pro, which have been abroad, have never won an overall regional in the UK. So it's gotta tell you that there's a difference in judging criteria. You know you can't you can't really argue and say, right, well, you're good enough to turn pro, but you weren't good enough to win that overall regional in your Home, in your home home country, which, of course, is not the case. It's just there's a different judging criteria. So that's a really poignant statement. When Rob said that, I was like, okay, I get it now. I understand. Um, I, I like you know rather than be emotional and and whatnot, you, I can't. All oh, right, okay, it's a logical way of thinking. Um, and then I instantly go, fuck, all right, okay, what show? What show can we do next? Um, because, for example, Jade could go jump in any any other federation in the UK um, and perhaps do do quite well um, but regardless I think the day was great I think how the show was run was fantastic you know massive thank you to, to Justin and Ian uh, for putting on the show 
um, Justin actually um, asked if I wanted to go present a couple of medals up there um, and you know what it's it's really appreciative um, from from my end to be a coach and then to have the you know for them to recognize look thank you for coming down um, they know it was a long way I was probably the only coach there from Scotland um, it was just it was it was a great day uh, you know it's the first turbo show I've been to I think since uh, since my uh, since my uh, British finals last year um, and I'll, I'll definitely be be at some more here um, but yeah so as I was kind of saying um, so let's say like like many girls do many girls like to do uh, multiple federations in their season quite rightly so I feel that you should experience different federations uh, different judges different looks different atmosphere different just how shows are run different athletes different competitors and um, increase your chances of placing etc etc but what you're maybe going to find now is that if you if you said to me if you came to me and said hey Vaughn um, I want to do a two brush show uh, one week and I want to do a PCA show the week after um, from like a perspective of wanting you to do well as well in both of those as you could I wouldn't suggest it I'd suggest either focusing on like just say the, the two bros uh, or what I'd suggest maybe is, like, let's say you're twenty week prep for your first show. I'd say right, do your do your first two bros show maybe like eight weeks out, seven weeks out from your main one, because that's the look they're wanting. They're a, they're rewarding a little bit of a softer look in in those regionals. Now, I'm speaking. This is August the thirtieth, twenty like two thousand and twenty two. This is like. This is applicable to right now. Now, it could be that next month, the month after, the judging's a little bit different. But from what we've seen this year, this is kind of the route they're going down, which is which is fine. So as I was saying, I maybe do the Turbo Show a bit earlier, and then your PCA, your FITEX, your UKAP, your NFM UK, your GPO, your GBO, whatever it is, a little bit later. Um, or if you decided that you want to do tubers at the end of your season, then what you would do is you'd have like a period of time just getting that a little bit softer. Um, thereafter, again, like I suppose that in itself is quite hard for an athlete to understand and accept that you have to get softer because we get in our head about wanting to get leaner, leaner, better, better, good hand ties, this, as blah, blah, all that. To then be to, like to, to then look your absolute best to then be told oh well actually um you know you need a body fat you kind of go whoa i don't want to do that 100 percent i could totally relate and be in that mindset so if that's if that's like if you get peeled and you get lean and you have that look then you may want to just rethink which federations you're going to do um, or you may just like the thing is if you want to do a pro calling you want to do well in ifbb you have to do a regional here in the uk that's kind of the uh, the rules if you're going to compete abroad whether that's like france italy spain uh whatever it is you must do a regional within the uk so this is where i'd suggest if you're going to do a pro call and be your absolute best make that one of your last shows and make the, the ifbb regional early early in your prep and then in between if you want to do other federations then of course now you're maybe going to ask well, well what are the other federations looking for i would say that again it probably depends on who's there on the day. So for example, at the weekend, it was judged kind of solely on the competitors there on the day. So when the average of the competitors is a little bit softer, that's the look that they're gonna they're gonna go for. Now, in Karina's class, Gilbert Jew, she looked fantastic. They were all quite similar levels of 
levels of conditioning, which which was which was brilliant. If they're all le similar levels of conditioning, then the the difference is going to then be balance, symmetry, presentation, etc., etc. But if you are looking to do other federations, then I would suggest that you just get that a little bit tighter for those feds, um, because that that look will certainly certainly be be rewarded. Um, but as I says, like as a whole for me, it was just a, a big learning curve this past weekend. Um, and I was, uh, you know, as, as I said, I was super proud of all, of all the girls. Um, you know, this was Jemima's first show, and um, we've got plans to, to do another one and then go into a big off season. She's like she has done so well in regards to how much total weight she's lost, and if we take off another couple of kilos, that she'll have lost half her body weight from a few years ago, which is nuts, uh, absolutely nuts. Uh, Jade, we have some other shows planned, but I'm keeping on the lowdown because I know she wouldn't want me to, to put that out there. Um, but she will like, she will do very well, and I've told her this already that she has got the genetic potential to turn pro one day. And then Karina as well, you know, our sights are firmly set on the Arnolds, and, and can't really wait to see what she's going to do. Uh, then, some of you may be thinking, well, what is what are like what's the bikini class criteria? I understand that there's a few, a few listeners out there that have maybe never been. Um, never been to a show, don't know what they're looking for. So let's just take it from like one federation's criteria. Um, I'm not going to name the federation, but this is kind of similar for the rest of them. Could be the, the bikini class will be judged on, let's say, a body of athletic, toned, feminine appearance, which will be presented on a flowing physique of symmetry, balance and proportions, stage presence, presentation, etiquette, poise, tan, skin tone, hair, and facial features will all be taken into consideration during the judging process. So this is where, like, it's never, like, in bikini, I think that this is what makes bikini the hardest, uh, the hardest category to prep for, um, is that it's never just about conditioning. Um, it's about so much more than that. So if you are, like, this is what I always say, right, and I'm saying, speaking of this, um, saying this, me and my wife were having a conversation last night, I was like, you never like in the guys categories. You never hear the words "you're too lean." If any, if anything, you hear the words "you need to get leaner," "you need to get leaner." You know what I mean? As a as a, a you know, bodybuilding class, come in dry, hard, shredded, and full. You're probably going to do well in the bikini class. Well, there was nothing in that criteria I just said that was about being dry. That was about being hard. Or was about being shredded, right? I mentioned the words like a body of athletic toned. You know what I mean? That those were the words that were in the criteria. So then, I guess it is the interpretation of the look from the judges on that day based on the competitors on stage. That in itself is what makes bikini the hardest one because men's physique, novice bodybuilding, open class bodybuilding. It's very specific on what they look. Okay, you can argue men's physique a bit different because they're all about the flow and that could be a whole different podcast, right? But bodybuilding, very, very similar. We want you to be big, hard, dry, shredded, bikini. Well, have a, you know, go back a minute and listen to that description of the criteria of what they what they want. And I think even in some federations, like when, let's say you went to a pro quality um, abroad, um, I understand not many people here Pro quality is a pro qualifier. Maybe aren't going to go or want to do a pro quality, but all of those girls in the pro qualities are going to look the same. All of them will have a hamstring tie-in, right? All of them will look feminine, have a good cap on the delt, enough muscularity. So then, how do you 
how do you separate them? Well, of course, it's then need to be taken into like everything needs to be taken into consideration for that in regards to how they present themselves, especially in IFBB, um, color the bikini, the makeup, the skin, the hair tone, etc., etc. That that's the fine lines that they separate them on. Whereas in bodybuilding, it's like right, who's the biggest guy? Who's the fucking most shredded? The most dice, the most hard, dry, etc., etc. So it then, as I said, this is why I think that it is the bikini is the hardest class to prep from because it is the ongoing interpretation of a class from federation to federation based on who shows up on the day right so i actually was speaking to a judge from a certain federation and not not one that i've spoke about on this podcast uh, quite recently and what what they were saying was that the look that they want that the problem they were having was that that none of the the competitors they'd seen on stage so far had been you know conditioned enough as they were wanting so uh, maybe a, a bit of a softer look had been rewarded so then as a as a coach if you're looking at this federation you're seeing the result or any federation you're seeing the results okay a bit of a softer look or maybe you're seeing a bit of a tighter look right and then from show to show there's a run of shows where a girl show up that are tighter you, that's what you then prepare for but then if you're tighter and then you show up on the day and the majority of girls are softer well they're going to go for the average of that usually not always and uh, not always or if you're you know the majority of them are tighter and one's a bit softer again it can go against you so that's just why i thought that i'd continue speaking about class criteria specifically the bikini class um because I, it, just, it just just prompted that like from the weekend it prompted that idea in my head of okay well we we like rather than you know i think at athletes you can lose your head a bit with a place and i've been there right uh, I, I've you know years ago my first show you know didn't get a call out um, for UK BFF and just went and got changed and just left straight away it's not how you should act right um, but and that was emotionally so now as a coach like I act like I react very logically so I'm sitting there in the stands at the weekend um, eat, you know each of the girls assessing okay that that was the result. Why was that result? How can uh, how can we improve? How can we get better? Does what needs to change? Was there anything I could have done as a coach to get this look better? And I did that for every single one of the girls as the sh- like as as the results are coming in, and then the whole way home, like the Uber to the airport, the wait in the airport, the uh, the flight home, the drive home, like everything in my head is just going back over every decision that we made together. Or that I suggested we do to get them to where they were to think right was there anything I could have or should have done differently for next time so the result can be different and I think that if you are out there as a coach and you're not doing that you must do that you can't just like and I think that you got to even do this even with the wins right so don't be wrong like say a second and a third in a class is great but we want to think of okay how can we improve and how can we get better and um, I would say we allowed 24 hour I say the athletes Allow twenty four hours to celebrate uh, the the victory, um, understand the result, but then thereafter, yeah, I would say yesterday's results were yesterday's results. So then we kind of make a game plan moving forward. Okay, if we have other shows, do we do anything differently? Is it the same federation or is it a different federation? Do we need like with the different federations? Do we need to do anything differently, etc. 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 And that really, I think, is only how how you can get better. You know, it's not a case of, uh, and I, I, I say this jokingly, it's not a case of, um, you know, you come off stage and, well, fuck, your mum said that you were the best one up there and you should have won, so you're you're raging about it and it was clearly that, you know, 
the judges got it wrong, bro. And I'm like, well, no, that's... Your mum's always going to think that you're the best. She's your mum, right? She should always think, do that. But it's about thinking logically about, okay, the judges have made certain decisions. Ex- number one, accept that. And then learn from it. Learn from it for future shows. Or, you know, then as a coach, no, right, if girls want to do next year, this is the look that I'm going to put them in at. Um, so, yeah, quite a, I think quite an interesting weekend and one that I'll... I'll certainly learn from, um, one that I'm certainly grateful for, uh, particularly for uh, for Rob. Rob, Rob won't be listening to this, uh, but Rob's a good friend of mine. Um, over the years I've coached him, he actually, his company sponsors me Complete Strength, and I'm, I've been a valued member of their team for over, over two and a half years now. Um, I'm very grateful for that, but just more grateful for the, the chats we have in person, but also over just WhatsApp um, in the coaching industry. For as much as we have all our clients and we speak to bodybuilding on a day-to-day basis, there's very few out there that get it, that do what we do, and that, that have the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, that drive to just want to want athletes to do well, to, to, to go to shows, to give up the weekends, to, to just have an increasingly um, increased desire to put your own journey on the back burner because you, you want your athletes to do well. Very few people get that. The coaches that coaches out there do get that, and pleasure to be around the likes of Rob and Cal, especially. You know, Cal is probably now one of the best in the world, um, and it was a true privilege to be coached by him. To just know, know him on a personal level, um, be friends with him. There was you know years ago being able to just drop, go down to where he stayed for a session, which was a six-hour drive away. You know, um, stay the night and then you head back up the next day. Was you know, it's just yeah. You know, I, I think that when I'm at these shows and I, I speak to the same faces and that, it just reminds me how much I absolutely love, love, love what I'm doing. Um, you know, to me, it's not a job, it's a way of life. And it's uh, it's just, yeah, I'm great to be part of bodybuilding has given me so much um, that I never would have probably had if I never got into this industry. And I've met people that I never would have met that have had a huge influence on my life. Um, but hey, enough of the soppy bollocks, eh? <laughs> but uh, you, for those of you that listen to this, know that I am quite a, an emotional guy, an emotional person. Um, and it's why at times I can get frustrated for athletes when maybe things don't go our way, but then the logical hat kicks in. I can feel gutted for them, disappointed for them. Um, I can, you know, for example, uh, with some of the results at the weekend, you know, I messaged my athletes and said, look, today was on me, you know, this didn't go our way because of the decisions that, that, that I've made or, you know, I pulled you down to here or I pushed you to there and we weren't rewarded and, and that's my fault and I think that any, uh, of course the athlete said, you know, stop being silly, shut up, but I think that as a coach you have to take onus, you know, if if, uh, if things don't go the way that you perhaps wanted them to go, you have, you have to take say, right, well, okay, I, I, I pulled you to here and, uh, you know, I promised to be better and I'll, I'll always endeavour to do that for for everyone, I'm athletes, um, but uh, we got a busy, busy few weeks, busy run of shows. This weekend, uh, the lads are up uh, for UK FBA and NFM UK. Very excited for that. I won't be able to go to those. Um, unfortunately, I'm away. Uh, but then the week after, we have four, potentially five, going in for the GPO Viking Classic um, in Gateshead. So if you're at that show, please come and say hi. And the week after, we have five, uh, five going in at the UK UP which will be um, a busy one. And again, looking forward to seeing uh, all the familiar faces that I've seen before. Uh, but just like just like I've said on other podcasts, if you're going to these shows, you know it's always great to hear someone come over and say, hey, I was listening to your podcast, uh, you know, this YouTube video, whatever it is. Come say hi. 
I would make the time to chat to you. Uh, if I'm mid-checking with a client, I'll wait till I've done the check-in and I'll have a chat with you, but please come sign. Like I said, you know, going into going into the, the next month of September, if you're going to think about competing, it's now going to be 2023. 20, um, we have a, a lot of athletes already competing in 2023, particularly the start of the season at the, and at the end, but we would love to take on more. Um, and our promise, as I said, is to, to try and be there for one of your shows. Uh, if it's your first time, we'll be there for the first one. Um, but if you're, you know, if you've got a run of three shows, we might not be able to make it to them all, but we'll certainly be at one of them, and that's something that we feel is so important here at Vero Physique that um, you know you invest so much time in us, and we're going to invest that time in you. So if you're with a coach and maybe not been at your shows or is not planning on it, then you know I question as to why they aren't. Um, but we are, as I said, taking on board clients that are particularly what we focus on is the ones that are in their first to third year of competing. So if you are looking to do that for next year. Please just drop me a DM on Instagram and we can arrange a, a consultation call. Uh, apart from that, guys, wherever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans.